Dude, I did it the other night on a track, and I was like, "This is this is they the Beatles made it look so easy, man. <laughs> <laughs> they made a lot of things look easy." All right, here All right. we go. This is a podcast. Gearbuds podcast specifically episode 58 and we are here well not here together but here together on phones and such with an amazing guest miss gretchen hannum from the band pylons what is up so, gretchen <laughs> not too much <laughs> thanks for having me oh hell yeah thank you no thank you for thank you for being on and i am super stoked to get into uh, a whole bunch of interesting stuff with you about your history and band and music but also getting into recording so uh, that's something we're going to talk about but before we do all that we're going to dive into our usual weekly segments here <clears throat> so let's just dive right into the symphony of corrections and here is your weekly reminder that cables are tone tubes mm-hmm. and i should uh add that uh, gretchen should you be here right now in the old gearbud studio aka my living room we would be giving you a tone tube for you to use um but you know we're not so just con- just consider the fact that in the future you're gonna get yourself a sweet sweet tone tube okay. uh thanks to last week's guest guest mr jason milbank that was fucking mm-hmm. awesome yeah it would have been uh, really really awesome conversation thanks thanks to him for joining thanks also to the, all the new listeners that came on to check him out so if you don't already do the whole subscribe thing on all the stuff like spotify and apple and whatever and follow us on instagram and facebook also don't forget to check out at gearbudspodcast.com we're still keeping a list of all that kind of free limited time download software knickknack whatnot uh that's happening right now so you can go check that out there's one that i actually checked out this week uh called i don't even know how to say it honestly it's like big m small i big r a c k so it's like my rack or maroc mm. or some shit i don't know but it's by a company called mifki limited again don't know really how to say that but it's a free download where you can basically have a full euro rack virtual synthesizer in your in your computer and oh, just yeah. like move stuff around and patch and move different synth modules around Love it. and um as i'm sure you could easily guess it's it's stoked my inner flame of wanting to go full euro crack and uh build my own rig in the real world so you know maybe more to come on that in the future henry i was going to ask you about something Yo. about uh, our listeners and our demographic information that we were going to uh, oh yeah about. check it out hey this is this is this is a little self-congratulations here but also pretty cool i uh you know i was doing a little bit of the old analytics i was looking at in, in the in the background the back end data oh, yeah. and i saw that uh we have now officially we have listeners in f- over 50 countries whoa isn't that crazy? This stupid that, ass podcast. That's over great. Now I'm nervous. Thanks a lot. You're welcome. <laughs> for that. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> well, you so that's at least that heat. that's bring at least 50 A-game. listeners then, right? <laughs> at least 50. <laughs> at one time or another, yeah. I don't know that all 50 countries are necessarily going to listen to this episode. Every but at one. one time, we've had, and so I don't know. Like it's crazy. They're like different, literally different regions of China have multiple listeners that I've never even from places I've never even heard of in my life. It's That's just, like, really cool. All right, I'll take it, man. So uh, yeah, I was listening. just I don't know. I that was just pretty cool. So welcome, thank you for listening, and and uh, you know, hang out and check out this episode with us. Uh, this I don't. I don't remember why I have this where I do in in the outline, but it's, oh, maybe it's just, it's an interesting thing that I wanted to talk about. Mm -hmm. Uh, So, okay. We're all trapped inside right now, right? It's like we've, we're, there's, we're, we're making podcasts. We're doing the best we can, but like, we're still at home for the most part, except for this, uh, this, uh, this group of, of human beings in Germany right now. So they're, they're a Bolivian orchestra that had traveled to Germany, like, in the beginning or middle of March or whatever to go perform a couple weeks of, of shows. And I, I don't remember the name of the town inconsequential. It's something 90 minutes outside of Berlin. Anyways, they got trapped there and are now stuck in a medieval castle uh, that they've described as haunted Whoa. and surrounded by packs of wolves. What? Come on. This is a real, this is a real thing that's happening right now. They're the, I mean, it's, you know, it could be worse. They're in a, they're in a castle, yeah. but apparently uh, some, I don't even know, uh, frederick the great i think supposedly lived there and they're saying that he haunted it and and also that like there are there are 23 that they've counted packs of wolves surrounding the premises oh my god dude uh that's pretty metal i like that yeah 
Wow. Uh, but they seem to be doing okay. The worst part about it, which isn't that funny, I guess, is the, is the way Bolivia is apparently handling all this shit and like mm-hmm. not being very proactive in, in actually getting them back. So they're sort of just stuck there and they have been for like three months. Wow. Um, Do they have so, like, or, pic- I guess two and a half months. Did you see a picture of the castle at all or anything? Oh, dude. Yeah. It's epic. It's a beautiful uh, old structure, yeah. you know, built in like the 16th century or some shit. Wow. Uh, or maybe even the 15th century. I don't know. But uh, yeah, they're, they're surrounded by wolves uh, right now. So, you know, it, while all of us are, are dealing with this in different ways, just know that at least you're not in a haunted castle surrounded by wolves. What freaks you out more, the wolves or the ghosts? Oh, I'd like to ask. Question. I'll ask our guests too. All the ghosts, probably. <laughs> me too. Me too. I think. I think I could. I feel like know. there's only so many things you can do with wolves. Yeah. Like you know, you know what, how to handle that. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's too unpredictable with the ghost. I think. <laughs> right. They just appear crazy i i mean i totally feel that i just i don't maybe maybe this is what i need to actually get me to finally believe in ghosts (laughs) yeah so i yeah i don't i guess i mean i guess the thought of of ghosts being real freaks me out more than than packs of wolves although i mean i don't know like because i don't think they're real maybe i know that wolves could actually eat my leg or whatever so they would they would and they could especially hungry ones yes hungry ones Wow. Um, oh, one last fact about it. Uh, apparently, at one point, Bach uh, stayed at this place. Oh, so, that's full uh, circle. Oh, and that actually reminds me. I'm glad I didn't put this on here. Yeah. Well, yeah. And last week's episode, when I totally <laughs> fucking beefed and, and mixed up Beethoven and Bach, like a, like a like an, an idiot. And I was like going on this little thing. I thought I was being so clever and funny, and I just like, was totally beefing it. So an actual correction for the Symphony of Corrections, uh, J.S. Bach and Ludwig Be- von Beethoven, not the same Not dude. the same person. Uh, so don't, li- don't come to me for your classical and Baroque <laughs> history. It apparently well it's a way to uh, admit it man that's great i love it wow i'm actually i'm stoked i haven't i haven't had a, an actual correction for the symphony in quite a while again not that we don't say stupid stuff probably mostly out of pure laziness on my end so mm-hmm. there we go all right uh well cool great symphony i am going to go to what is every week my favorite segment of the show and that is dave's docs hey all right uh yeah watched a great documentary um the other day and actually we've talked about it on this podcast before um but I've never really officially put it into the segment of Dave's Docs, and I really wanted to watch it again. So I watched Sound City, uh, which is oh, it, yeah. and somehow it you know it somehow it didn't make my top five, but it might be my sixth favorite documentary uh, music documentary of all time. Um, you know what a story, man! I mean, what a cool legendary studio. Uh, Gretchen, have you ever seen that movie before? I have not. So I, I highly I recommend I it. Um, you can, they have a, a version on Amazon if you want to watch it for free. It has a few commercials in it, but it's totally still worth it. It's not edited or anything. Um, and the, just the story of that studio, I mean, the, when they go through the list of every band that's recorded there in the very beginning of the movie, it, it just blows your mind. They show every album cover of every band that's mm-hmm. played, that's recorded there. And you just, you're like, oh, this is almost every successful band ever that, you know, went through or came out of California or came out of, you know the United States really. So, um, highly, highly recommend this movie. I, you know, I, everybody knows I have a huge man crush on Dave Grohl. I mean, I just love the guy. Duh. Um, and, and, you know, it's, it's actually a great gear nerd. I feel like the last few docs I've done, they're kind of more like band oriented and stuff. This one's a great one for gear geeks. If you're into recording, uh, they get into, you know, pretty basic, you know, ideas, but you know, about recording drums and, you know, the Neve console and how important yeah, that, that was console, man, dude, how important that console was to that sound. And, you know, he bought that that console. The, the company like didn't have anything going. He bought that console for like seventy three thousand dollars in nineteen seventy three. So like mm, yeah. he said, his house was thirty thousand dollars. So you know oh he kind of knew if he had to sell it, he you know he would do that. Um, but uh, boy, what a what a story! I actually and then kind of a spoiler alert, but you know not too bad. Hopefully everyone's pretty much seen it by now. Dave Dave Grohl ends up buying the Neve console and installing it in his home studio. Uh, I think back in like twenty fifteen or twenty fourteen, something around there. Um, and that's all in the movie too. I really wonder what he paid for it, and I'm sure I could Google it, but I haven't. Um, but man, that thing is just yeah. It's, it's just is priceless. it is it? I can't remember. It's 48 tracks, right? Um, I think I so. think it is. I, I would guess. I mean, at least at least two hundred thousand dollars. Maybe. Yeah, I was gonna. More. That's exactly the number I thought too. But and also the historical value of it. You know, it's and it's so cool that somebody bought it and then you know 
moved it into their home where they, where they actually use it and record albums on it. I mean, yeah, that's I was, just... I was just thinking I'm really glad Dave Grohl, of all people, yeah, has it. Yeah, of all know? people. So, and the movie, um, if you haven't seen it, it's like, it's kind of like two parts. There's the whole story of the studio and all the bands that went through there and how, how they, they, you know, almost lost all their money and then they came back up and almost went broke again with the changing of the guard, you know, of, you know, synthesized music and more electronic and then the Pro Tools movement and all that stuff. Um, and then the, you know, the kind of the second half, or I should say like the fourth quarter of the movie is basically Dave having all these famous musicians who have recorded there before come in and, uh, you know, record this record with him. And, you know, you've got like, you know, Josh Holm from, you know, Queens of the Stone Age. You've got uh, Trent Reznor, you know, Rick Springfield. I mean, just like, you know, insane, insane names. Stevie Nicks, of course. And uh, she was actually the first the first person ever to record through that. Um, Right through that through that console wasn't it the buckingham nicks yep record? it was it was that first record i don't know if it was their first record but it was yeah they recorded it through and so and it's kind of you know that makes it kind of eerie and cool and um i just I, I just absolutely like watching it again i was like i've seen this movie four or five times and i i still absolutely love it so uh sound city if you haven't seen it you're really missing out on a great film so check it out hell yeah dude all right yeah i'm surprised that hasn't actually been one of our uh or Dave's docs yet. I, you're yeah. right. I think we talked about it at one point, but it was never like yeah, the I, thing. I so. think we had a guest on where we kind of just like, we asked them, you know, what their favorite, you know, doc was. And I think they mentioned that. And of course I freaking love that movie. And Gretchen, I wanted to ask you, you know, during the segment, do you, do you watch music documentaries? Do you have any favorites? Um, I, I've not, I haven't watched any recently. There was, um, amphetamine reptile documentary that I had. Uh, I think it's okay. called the sound of noise. Okay. Wait, what? I, I, what are those words that you just said? The, the, uh, amphetamine reptile is a music label in Minnesota. No way. I've never even heard of those words together. What, what, oh. what do they, what do they put out? Um, they, it was like their big bands. Um, they did like a helmet record and oh. cow, the cows records. Um, uh, halo Shit. flies. Um, I'm trying to, I'm I got some learning to do. My head. I no, have like, great. I have a ton of these records and I'm like looking at them now, but I can't see any of them from here. Yeah. That's <laughs> um, how it always goes. But yeah, so it just kind of, it just runs through like the history of the label and the bands and, um, that were on that label. And I, I really enjoyed that. I loaned that out to a friend of mine and I'm now I'm bummed cause I can't get it back <laughs> ah, well, <laughs> at the moment. You'll be, you'll Thanks be happy for reminding to know it, me. I think it's available on Amazon prime. So, you, Oh, it is. Oh, you found it. it. That's the name of it. It's called the color of noise. Yeah. The color of noise. Okay. Yeah. So, Damn, Dave, excellent. pulling out pulling out the info. You know, Dang, we generally don't do that on this show, but I, I thought it was important to uh, to let our viewers know what the name of that was. So just looked it up really quick. <laughs> yeah, you're breaking the rules over I here. Know. I can't I can't scold you. It's like uh, it's like you're we're taking you're I'm, taking like an open book test uh, virtually. Yeah, I'm closing <laughs> my browser. I'm cheating in my online course right now. <laughs> <laughs> so, Dude, awesome doc, yeah. man. I also I you know that's one of the few that in my great DVD purge, uh, however many years ago. I kept because it came. It's like the CD soundtrack and the mm-hmm. and the in the DVD documentary. So I've I still I still got that one. I love it. Somewhere around my here. my my absolute favorite quote uh, is is towards the very end, and he's recording with Sir Paul McCartney, who's everybody knows is probably one of my favorite musicians in the world. And at the very end, Dave Grohl looks over at Paul and he goes, "Why can't it always be this easy?" And Paul looks at him and goes, "It is." And I just <laughs> I, I just absolutely love that that scene. Um, so yeah. Sound City, guys. Dude, did you just drop a Macca impression on us and I didn't even know you did one? It is. Nice. <laughs> it's about, yeah, yeah that's perfect. Short little ones is about all it works, but, you know. Dude, hell yeah. Oh, I'll add real quick before we leave that. Um, you know, like they re- they recorded a re- an album there, right? That was sort of like the conceit, like you're talking about when, that in the third act. Yeah, when Dave uh, and, had everybody over, yeah. Yeah, and, but and and for the most part, like if you like the Foo Fighters, yep. you'll you'll probably like it. It's it's not always my favorite thing, but there's a song on there with leaving mm-hmm. from Fear. Fear, and that song still like I will I'll I'll drop that shit on it. Rips now that so song hard. rips. I love yeah. it, man. Yeah, absolutely. So check that shit out. Cool. Sick man, I'm gonna I'm gonna take over here. I'm gonna I'm gonna get into Riff Library where uh, I talk about a different album every week because I ran out of books to talk about. And this one uh, comes to you from uh, Frozen Umia, Sweden in 1998. And this is Refused, The Shape of Punk to Come, uh, full title, A Chimerical Bombination in 12 Bursts. Oh, man. And uh, yeah, man. I love that fucking record. Yeah. I just, you know, I'm almost kind of embarrassed that I haven't gotten to this one yet. I'm trying to like just check off some of my all-time favorites that have really sort of cut me deep. Uh, And and I also happen to own on vinyl. So I want to talk about this one this week. Whoa, we're uh, we're getting some cool synth uh, going on somewhere. Love it. Um, 
so this album came out in 98 uh huge flop i mean before this Mm -hmm. refused they were they were just a hardcore band from sweden you know doing small tours if you've ever listened to the first two records they're they're fine they kind of start off in sort of like a i don't know like 90s earth crisis sort of world and then move, they got into slayer for a while so you can kind of hear that metal in the second record and then this third one came out and like it was just it, it just it to this day nothing sounds like it but when it came out it was this it was a total bust mm-hmm. uh nobody really got it in fact so the one of the other reasons i wanted to bring this up this week is because uh not only is it just one of my favorite records of all time and super badass but there's an incredible documentary that goes along with what i'm talking about no right way. now so when they were they were they were going to do this tour in the u.s and i mean granted they were like still a sort of mid-level hardcore band they weren't playing arenas or anything but basically eight shows into this u.s tour they canceled the tour there's a there's a famous final show where the where the cops show up in this like empty basement mm-hmm. and then uh they 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 quit the tour and then broke up as a band like days later in the U S and flew home. Like it's, it was this huge thing. Like the, oh. the documentary is actually called, uh, wait, the Re- refused are fucking dead. Oh dude, I gotta um, see that man. It's so awesome. In fact, I don't know. I mean, I, the, the record comes with like the, the reissue of the record, which I have comes with the DVD of the, of the documentary for you to okay. watch. Cause I feel like it's kind of like not super easy to find, or maybe it used to be on a thing or isn't yeah. on a thing. I don't know. I haven't looked in a while. Um, but it's just, I mean, of course they've in the meantime gotten back together, and I I got to see them with b- before they actually fired the one of the original guitar players, um, which was cool. But the record itself, man, I mean, there's like it's so all over the place. It's super heavy, and there's electronica and jazz and like Allen Ginsberg and Apocalypse Now samples. <laughs> yeah. Um, the the actual the name of the record, The Shape of Punk to Come, is an Ornette Coleman reference. The Shape of Jazz to Come, one oh, of cool. his records that came out in like the fifties. Um, there's a there's a Stravinsky passage on here. I think actually the cover itself is an allusion to something that I'm not smart enough to be able to pull off the top of my head right now. But if you've never listened to The Shave of Punk to Come and you at all have an interest in in like heavy adjacent music, I, I implore you to go and listen to it. Me, yeah, I'll second that, man. I, I was lucky enough to see them at Double Door. What was that when they were here like five years ago, six years ago? Totally. Um, fa- I mean, just unbelie- unbelievably live too. Just really, really solid. Oh yeah, so and that's yeah. Some of the energy from, from the live show is just like unbelievable, and even to see on the documentary. So, listen to the record, go watch the Refused Are Fucking Dead. Um, well worth your time, I'd say. Nice man, great rack man. Yeah. Um, uh, oh, and actually, before I leave, I there was I, I read this thing recently that I just kind of want to quickly mention uh, because it both could have been. Um, something in the Riff Library or Dave's doc because I think they should make a movie about it. But anyway, there's this woman named, um, she's a violinist named Jessica Hindman. And uh, she just released a memoir that I, I read a review of. And basically the, uh, the story is that in like the 90s and 2000s, or maybe, no, it was just the 2000s and the 2010s, she played in this like famous orchestra, which they don't name, but it was a traveling orchestra with a, some, some sort of famous composer dude. And it turns out the entire time, the entire orchestra was just, was just miming like they were they're just faking it and 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 like would just pump the music over loudspeakers in these <laughs> orchestra halls and, and we're just like playing along and and some of these you know the actual players other than her were like world-class musicians but mm-hmm. they all just like sort of went along with it anyways crazy story I, I actually want to read the book now um and and i and i hope they make a movie about it but the reason i bring it up is because the uh the author of the article came up with one of the funniest couple of words i'd ever heard so again she's this violinist in this like fake orchestra band and in the in the in the title of the story they referred to her as millie violini oh like, that's so clever. a certain person i thought that was just like one of the funniest i love me a good pun man that life. is fantastic uh well little, little inside baseball on that one but uh, i i was still stoked about it so uh millie violini fake violinist <laughs> uh crazy story i want them i want them to make a movie about that and we can talk about it in Dave's doc sometime. Great. Uh, cool dude. Cool dude. And do that. Let's uh, keep moving here. I'm going to, I've got a couple things real quick to talk about, uh, in future gear. And one is just like the coolest shit ever. That makes me final want to finally buy a 3d printer. Uh, there's this now, uh, a, a dude, um, who goes by the name Oscatone has released an open source 3d printable synthesizer. 
Okay. Which well. is just like, what? Uh, for it's, I, I looked it up and, and it, you know, there are a few different ways that you can do it. All of the sort of pre-made ones that he was making are sold out now, unfortunately. Uh, but you can still buy the sort of DIY if you have your own 3D printer. You can, it's open source. You can download the 3D files, print them all out, and then you buy either from him. You, you just need a certain uh, number of components, like not very hard to solder stuff. Um, or, you know, maybe you're already sort of uh, tinker and have these kind of parts around. Um, but check it out. It's Oscatone. I think it's, what is it called? The OK. Oh, no, you know, it's okay too, because uh, mm-hmm. there was originally an okay. But it's just like, how cool is that we live in a time when we could 3D print a fucking synth? That's fantastic. Yeah. So there's that. And oh, and, and this is actually, um, I, I haven't tried it out yet, but something that, that I find very interesting. There's this new free plugin that came out called Audio Gritter that if you're like me and, and you ever record or re- mix music, you've run into, uh, unless you have a super giant, beefy, high-end computer, you're going to run into CPU limits with using the amount of processor and plugins that you can use. Um, there's this new plugin, again, called Audio Gritter that lets you basically have a second computer and then just like, do all the processing uh, and put it on a network somehow that I don't totally understand and, and like do all the processing on one computer and still like be recording work and on the doing other your main session on the other one. Wow. That's so gonna... if you've got like an old laptop around yeah. or like an old Mac mini or something, you can actually set this up and use some sort of plug-in magic to, to offload that processing onto another machine. That's going to be great for not having like crashes and stuff like that. It's fantastic. Yeah. Uh, this, this tech as a technology and sort of, uh, um, in theory has existed for a long time in the, in the high end professional world, uh, using the Dante protocol and a couple other things, but like not in a plugin and not that just like any old computer can use without having specific hardware. So, wow. uh, seems pretty cool. I want to, I definitely want to check it out cause it's I might idea. have a little laptop, uh, kicking around. Somewhere <laughs> I can use. Yep. Whew. All right. That's a, that's a lot of me for, for now. Uh, I want to get into our friend g here so let's uh let's go into my my next favorite segment here which is a couple two tree randos and i'm just going to ask you some super random questions and uh see what you come up with so first question uh i would like to know if you could if you could swap places with any band member of any band regardless of talent past or present living dead no matter what it is who would it be and why oh my gosh this is like one of those interview questions and you're getting a job interview and you're like, oh, well, I wouldn't yeah. have an answer in like 20 <laughs> minutes. Oh, we'll let you know okay. in three to five business days. <laughs> um, let's see. Any band ever? Yeah. A specific person. I, I'm, I'm like Not struggling necessarily, with this. Like we've, we've had, we've had someone be like, I want to be, I don't even remember, like the, like the side tambourinist in whatever band. And then right. we've had other people be like, this person, this era, this record, you know. Okay, yeah, so I don't have to be super specific. That, that gives me a little bit more. I, I mean, I've, I've, I fantasize sometimes because I've, I've played guitar. I've only been in this one band. I've always played guitar. And then when I see a band where there's just a vocalist and they're just kind of going ape shit and they mm-hmm. have like, they're, they're using all the space and they're like real, I, I'm like, oh man, I kind of I want to do that. But I can never really give up like the guitar, you know? So I, ha- I have thought about just like being in a band where I can just, go crazy on stage just my body and my voice um but yeah i have not i have not crossed that (laughs) are you (laughs) are you talking like like iggy pop like i'm trying to i'm trying to yeah yeah like something yeah something like that um like or it's the the performance itself like the physical performance um is like part of the act you know um love it because you're limited like with your movement in it when you have you're connected to a guitar and you're you had a mm-hmm. mic stand and everything and there's something sure. that's like looks really freeing to me when i see someone who just like just sings <laughs> well i've got two ideas for you one oh, yeah. uh we just start a band where you scream a lot two oh, yeah. okay. uh get yourself uh get yourself a wireless headset mic and a wireless guitar unit there you go <laughs> boom both <laughs> yeah. well right you know there. i, I, I should have expected <laughs> <laughs> There's always going to be some gear-related solution. <laughs> Henry, let's be honest. Nobody's rocking the 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 headset, man. That like the McDonald's-looking headset. Nobody, uh, like no, but here's the thing. thing. Oh, yeah, that like was the lamest, the lamest bullshit for years, right? But I feel like right. now we are finally cool at a again? time where 
it's i don't know if it's ever going to be cool but i think it might at least be interesting uh to do fully yeah and even oh my god i'm imagining like like a wireless midi controller strapped to the guitar (laughs) so you can still like do key stuff maybe like a fuzz built in so you've got effects and shit that you can kick on and off i mean we're talking like build this thing man this is one person band territory well i the fact i mean you know i already have a wireless unit that we talked about right there's a start super into it so (laughs) you can even do guitar spins which is a thing that i've never done before now i think about it you need a cheap guitar to do that to practice yeah oh i want to try that okay anyways cool great answer uh (laughs) next what would be uh your spirit animal my spirit animal oh gosh dave i've never asked you this one so i'm gonna put you on the spot first dave you go first okay no it's fine Um, you ready yeah yeah do you want me to go yeah i I think i think dave should go Okay. I think it like a, like an owl. I really like owls. Oh, so just you just like them. That's it. Yeah. Well, they're they're like they're very. Can like, you turn your head around? Yeah, hundred eighty. I've got I've got the uh, the head movement, the neck movement. You know, from years and oh, years nice. of, of playing bass, and then uh, you know, I think um, you know, I like them because they're cute little creatures, but they actually can get pretty vicious if you uh, you know, when they're when they're when they're hungry for something. Oh yeah, they'll fuck you up. Yeah. Did you get? Did you? Did you? Did you have to uh, dissect owl pellets at some point yep. in your life? Yeah. Fourth oh, yeah. grade. At fourth or fifth grade, we did that. It was what na- the fuck it was is nasty. that? Do you think? Do kids still have to do that? I don't think that's like. A, I think it's like against the law now or something, right? Like that. You're really? touching some weird. No, I'm kidding. But like, you're touching some weird stuff, man. There's some. They like yeah, and there's all the us. little bones. The bones would be in there, like from like mice and everything. Yeah. Crazy. Yeah. Yeah, that yeah, I forgot about that, Whoa. man. Wow, I did too. I remember that very clearly, <laughs> and I remember they like really had to reassure me that this has been sterilized, yep, you yep. know. And it's we weren't clean. even at the school though; it was like some weird yeah. forest preserve like cabin thing they took us to, and they showed us the nature, and they're like, "Oh yeah, and this is some shit that uh, this owl threw up." Now oh, you, you can did it on like, it. A, uh, on like a field like on a field trip. Yeah. Oh, wow. Now we but were I, in I the mean, classroom. I remember it. <laughs> it was like Libertyville people and your fancy field trips Excellent. it was like math and then dissect an owl pellet right on your homework like right on yeah homework. exactly <laughs> yeah Ew. like on your desk that you like eat your lunch at every day yeah for sure oh wow all right well uh I, we've we've successfully stalled enough <laughs> you would for Gretchen. What, you, what do you got um i think i would be specifically the dog breed greyhound Ooh. Oh yeah. Where like they look like they're really athletic and they could run. Yeah, you know, they can run for mm-hmm. you know really fast, but most of the time they're the couch potato. I feel like that <laughs> really is like a representation of me. Where like you could be doing something, you know, I you'd be that. really good at it if you tried, but you're just gonna sit on the couch. <laughs> and that's like, yeah, that seems like a, I love that. That's a great analogy. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> Thoughtful. Uh, I will say that my grandfather uh, had greyhounds growing up, and those motherfuckers can definitely run. Yeah. Because if they ever got out, we had to literally. It happened a get few times. Car. We had to get in the car. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They're gone. It's crazy. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Uh, Henry, I, what would be your spirit animal? This. I'm a. I'm a polar bear. I mean, I don't have to like, really <laughs> think about it. It's just. It is part of. Part of my my being uh, is. The fact that I'm, I mean, I, I would say, I don't know necessarily uh, where where polar bears stand uh, spiritually and emotionally, but I would say at the very least physically, yeah. uh, b- due to my size and pre- preference for cold things, uh, I, I would say that I'm a polar bear. I think they're um, also the- and, and they could also really fuck you yeah, up Yeah, I was going to say they're they the, the cutest and most vicious of all the bears, I believe. Yeah, which, I, well, I don't know. I mean, I don't know if the, I necessarily represent that. It does occur to me that <laughs> on my desk right now, I do actually have this little like- uh, bear trinket thing that's i don't know i is don't even know the story for it but it's like bear? some like fan it's no it's not i don't know it's it's from the it's from like the north the, or the southwest area of the country you know utah or something mm-hmm. so like it's it's some i don't know i don't even know dude it's definitely not a polar bear but it is a bear of some sort and i don't know i just and i also like the i also like the chicago bears oh yeah go bears go bears <laughs> the bars uh speaking of impressions do you do an impression or an accent oh um you know, when I used to drink, it, it was a big joke that when I would be drunk, I would sound like Christopher Walken, and I I don't know that I can't do, I can't do it off the top of my off the wow. cuffs, but but that's the only one where I'm like you you sound like Christopher Walken right now. Um, oh nice. And now yeah, you put you keep putting me on the spot, man. I can't that's pull the, it out. That's the point. That's the point. <laughs> oh, okay, you, I think okay. I think Christopher Walken, you just sort of you, I think you just sort of put commas in places where they're not supposed to be or it's like mm-hmm. you just say things yeah and then like, you wait <laughs> right well <laughs> you sounded like dracula bro 
That was me doing Christopher Walken playing Dracula. <laughs> right, exactly. So, uh, delightful. Uh, this one, you know what? This one actually comes from last week's guest, Mr. Jason Mil- Milbank. He wants to know, and actually this isn't even a question, what his... his, his his uh, suggestion was to just give yourself five compliments, but I feel like five is kind of aggressive. I don't know that I could come up with five for myself, so I'm just going to say, give yourself three compliments. Who me? Oh yeah, oh, yeah. you. Okay. Hmm. Oh. This is the time to just to, like just to do a little bit of just a little bit of bragging about yourself, things that you like about yourself. Okay. Well, I I think I'm pretty adaptable. You know, I, I can talk to pretty much anybody about anything. That's that's nice. pretty. I, that's I a good agree. one. You know, and then in lots of situations too, I was like, oh, you know, the, even now, like in in this quarantine, it was kind of like, I think that I adapted pretty quickly mm-hmm. and pretty smoothly. So I'll give myself that. That's a good one. Um, yeah. uh, two for something else. Um, I think I'm like a curious person. You know, I always want to learn something else, and sometimes to a fault where then I'm trying to uh, juggle too many things and never learn something all the way. But, you know, I, I like that uh, about myself that I'm, I'm not ever satisfied with just like, this is, hold on one second. I'm, <laughs> um, I'm getting a phone call from my mom and my sister. I'm so sorry. <laughs> More group calls. <laughs> Patch them in. Uh, <laughs> Patch them uh, in. <laughs> uh, so much for, uh, uh, okay. Um, what was I saying? Um, uh, you're just yeah, curious. I'm, shit curi- I'm a curious person. Yeah, so uh, I like that. Um, Great, that's that's two. That's two and uh, three. Hmm. I like recording vocals. Ooh, that is that is a rarity indeed. It yeah. is. So that's another props I'll give myself. You enjoy the process. I don't hate or that. What do you like about it? You know, I think I think part of it is that like when I'm in my rehearsal space or I'm playing a live show, I'm kind of just like struggling to hear myself mm-hmm. and it's strain, like putting strain on my voice and I'm not, I'm not feeling like I'm totally confident with what I'm doing. And then when I can hear everything that I'm doing, that's like a really nice rewarding moment for me. I'm like, oh, I can just relax and like sing naturally and I can, you know, I'm, I don't hate my voice. That's Which awesome. seems like a common thing, yeah. you know. It, you, well, um, it usually freaks people out so. when they finally hear themselves, you know, through some mics and preamps and all that good stuff, so. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> under the microscope if if you will i mean it's not, like if i hear myself like talking on a video or something i'm like oh jesus christ gretchen like <laughs> <laughs> on a but podcast? I, if, if i'm not well I, uh, <laughs> um but yeah if i listen back to uh like a vocal recording from a session i'm just like ah, that's, that's okay that's better than i thought you know so that's that's a nice thing about me <laughs> did you that guys is, have to I do mean, this too a- you have to give yourself three compliments uh, no, 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 this is the first time we've asked this one because the the next question that I was about to ask you, but I have a feeling we might have to compliment ourselves real quick. You do. Uh, was what what you what you want our next guest to ask or I'm sorry, what question would you ask our next next guest? So, we'll come oh, back to that. Okay. Dave, yeah. Dave do some compliment. I want to oh, hear you compliment man. yourself, man. I'd rather compliment you, but all right. Uh-uh. Um, it's oh, harder ooh, to do ooh, it for yourself. Maybe, Maybe maybe we could compliment each other. No, yep. no, you guys, no, it's not, not fair. It's so much harder to do it for right. yourself. Right. That's not fair. Okay. Um, Dang it. Let's see. I think I'm I'm generally an optimistic person. You know, I try to look on the on the good side of every situation. Um, yeah, man. I, you're, you're Mr. Posse. Yeah, you're good, love- to ha- you're good to have in a group situation where like everyone's getting a little bummed out, and you just you just you just like kind of you kind of write the ship. Yeah. Um, thank you. Uh, yeah, I, I, I also I want to steal Gretchen's because I, I feel like the uh, you know being adaptable, like being tactical. Um, you know, I, I also would agree with that. You know, I and I, you, we can agree with each other, right? We, I don't have to like come up with three new ones, right? No, that's um, fine. Don't 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 just take all three of her. I'm not gonna take well, all three. Take I'm just taking one. one. I'm taking one. All right. That's cool. not that's not very adaptable, Dave. <laughs> oh, you're right. Shit, I just contradicted myself. <laughs> oh. Damn, called out. I'm dude. just, I'm totally, I'm totally. <laughs> no, that is funny. Um, well, because I, I really like that answer because I think that's really important, you know, especially playing in bands and the music scene. You know, uh, I think we were talking about it last week with our guests and it was like, just like, you know, don't be an asshole and like, be like a, be like a friendly person and you'll, you'll mm-hmm. always have a job, you know? So, um, I, I would like to say that. And, um, uh, I, I like to party, man. I like to, I like to, you know, <laughs> I like to bring, you know, 
I like to bring the uh, I like to bring the party when it's you know we're not like not sure what's gonna happen. You know, you don't do, worry, you Dave. You like to bring the party. No, he's he's coming by. You know, Dave's coming by. Don't worry, everything's gonna be okay. So you know, I will say that we were, as we were sort of talking about a little earlier today, uh, we'll we'll see how your new neighbors feel about the yeah. <laughs> this thing that you're commenting yeah, I, about right now because uh, you do like to you do like to get after it. I crank uh, the, v- into the into the wee hours. I, I happen to crank the V drums once in a while on a, on a weekend <laughs> on a weekend night at you know. 130 we just got new neighbors upstairs so we'll see the old ones uh we were cool but he also said like you know you guys are pretty loud sometimes so we'll see we'll see what happens dude oh that was so good what about you what about you 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 call out your party henry let's uh let's put you on the spot bud i don't know man it's hard right i don't really do stuff (laughs) uh i wish i had been i wish i had been actually just sitting there thinking instead of trying to Pay attention to what you're saying. Uh, so you know what? Boom! The first one. I'm I'm a good listener. Ooh, that's just a, listener. that's a, that's a, that's a thing. Oh, thank you. The uh, yeah. I don't know. I maybe because I sort of prefer listening to talking. It comes more naturally to me. Which I I, I realize the irony. Uh, this is coming out of the mouth of a podcast host. Uh, but I, I don't know. I don't, I, yeah, I, I like to listen, and and I feel like I learn more when I listen rather than when I'm talking. Nice. Um. Which I'll I'll let that just feed right into number two. I, I definitely am a, a a lifelong learner as well. Uh, take on take on a lot of new sort of hobbies, get decent enough at them, and and uh, maybe move on to the next thing. But I don't know. I I, I read a lot. I, I have a thirst for knowledge. That's a thing that uh, was instilled in me at a young age. <clears throat> what else? Um, I don't know. I think you know. I'm not, I'm not, I wouldn't say I'm not, I'm not an arrogant type of person, but I will say that I, I feel pretty solid about my guitar playing skills. Uh, I think I'm confident I think I'm a good guitar player. Yeah. I will, I will, I will actually acknowledge the fact that I'm good at guitar. I'll say that's a compliment I can give myself. Excellent. That's awesome. Nice job. <sighs> that, that took a lot out of me. It's, it's wow. awkward. Yeah. I'm still coming <laughs> was, down from that. I know that. guys. Like, what the heck? <laughs> well we can the nice thing is that we can totally blame jason because that was his question yeah. oh uh, yeah okay so now you can you can decide to go that route you can go any route you you, you want gretchen what do you want our next guest next week hmm. to answer let's see oh gosh there's gonna be like dead air right now because i'm trying it, to think i like the same it. thing like i had all this time i was listening to you talk when i could have been thinking of it <laughs> um so how about um like what has been a tip or a trick that you've developed to just kind of maintain peace with a bandmate you know mm. like if if you're struggling with is it like a communication thing or um you know like if you've hit a roadblock in your relationship with a bandmate how do you handle that and what what's worked for you so that i guess that's my question i love that that's beautiful especially because next week's guest which we we don't we we don't release until it actually comes out but it is a band so mm-hmm. that's okay. perfect a we'll, whole band we'll actually all right have some well I, that I should be not. interesting I, I, yeah i, hope I told them i told them that <laughs> it's hard enough guys. to do two people like in the same room let alone all on the phone not giving each other visual cues so yeah. I, I i in talking to their manager i was like listen can you just pick like one maybe two yeah. that that like to listen to themselves speak but also know things about guitars and stuff because yeah. otherwise uh, you know this could be a fucking mess we'll see <laughs> uh, but yeah that's awesome thanks for that's a great for question providing that and sure. um let's just let's just let's just get into it let's get into into your background a bit more so obviously we've already talked about the fact that you're a vocalist and guitarist um when did you when did you start playing music when did that happen for you um it's kind of like a it's not like a solid answer but i, I so i started playing guitar i think i was like 14 years old i took lessons for i mean i took voice lessons i took piano lessons i started playing guitar i think when i was like 14 years old and i did that for like a couple months and then lost interest basically all the way through my teen years but i had the guitar you know um so when i moved to chicago um you know i i had my own space and i started trying to start new hobbies and make new friends and so i started picking it up a lot more i um ended up meeting with up with my current band um just just kind of goof off we rented an hourly space and it just became like a weekly thing that we kept doing so uh, i kind of had to learn as i was already in a band so i mean that which is which is you know i i'm i'm gonna i'm not gonna knock that because you have other people there to kind of show you like in in the midst of it um 
as opposed to like sitting in a room trying to figure it out. You know, you have a context for it. So that's so that's kind of how I picked that up. Um, and so I'd say this like four or five years ago. So that's fucking rad. Uh, when you first got that guitar, uh, do you, was there was there something that was like so cool that you were trying to emulate? What, do you remember if the, like what the music was that you're into, or if there was an inspiration that you had? As a, like I think at that age I was still like very much into uh well i still am into nirvana and the smashing pumpkins and Mm -hmm. and, uh but i liked rush and metallica um yeah so i I think at that that point i was not quite as like punk rock Mm -hmm. (laughs) as i evolved into but um yeah i think i was that yeah probably like nirvana and stuff like that hell yeah yeah uh so you you know you said moving to chicago and like was there and you were talking about the sort of punk thing, which I feel like is a little more sort of akin to the music I know that you make. Like, what are some of the what are some of the like the punk bands and influences that you had that kind of took you into into that realm? Um. Well, I mean, I was I I started going to a lot of these like DIY local shows in Lake County. So it would be like a um, like a VFW or a civic center or a bowling alley. And that, and that like culture of like, you know, all those kids, it wasn't necessarily like, Oh, this is my favorite band. I just wanted to be there. And I think that really, I fell in love with like live music and like having that, that music scene and those people. And uh, so, I mean, that, that was one of the reasons I moved to Chicago. I was driving out here all the way, all, all the time anyways, to go to these shows. Um, so I didn't move out here with the intention of like playing music, but I wanted to be closer to music. Mm-hmm. Um, but as far as like punk, fa- I mean, in high school, I was like so into oh, left leftover crack, um, and like that, oh, yeah, and that kind of like crusty stuff. Um, yeah. I mean, now it's a lot more. Um, it, I mean, my taste is always evolving. I worked at a record store for a year, and I feel like after that, it's like up in the air. I will like, <laughs> what, what do you like? Yeah, I don't you know everything. Right? Yeah. <laughs> oh wow. Yeah, it was. So yeah, that really, that really expanded my music wow, taste. Totally. Oh, yeah, sure. that's got. How could it not? <laughs> yeah, I'm always impressed with people who work at record stores. I'm like, how do you know all this stuff, man? It's crazy. Oh man, that's it, your job. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I was only yeah. there for a year, or so but like some of these guys have been there for. And Gal's oh, been there for lifers. so long. Yeah, <laughs> they have so um, much knowledge. You, you talked about the that first guitar, which I I know you've still got. Tell us about it. Yeah. What, what was that? What was that oh. first electric? Um, so it's called a Fernandez Dragonfly, and yeah. I had mentioned. I mean, I I was like like I still am this way. Like I mentioned, uh, and being curious, I I bounced a lot through lots of hobbies, and I did not expect my mom to be like okay, I'll get you a guitar. We can try this and then quit this in a week, you know? (laughs) Uh, So she came in kind of as a surprise. Like, I remember her walking through the back door from the garage holding the guitar. And I was just like, no way, no way. Like, that's not for me. Like, you didn't get me. Because it was like something I had mentioned. And she's like, she just took it upon herself to bring it, uh, to to pick it out and buy it for me and uh, bring it home. So, yeah, she had all set it up, like with a music teacher. And my brother took bass lessons at the the same time. So he started bass, I started guitar. Um, and I think my mom, my mom bought an acoustic and played, took a couple lessons too. So oh, I don't know. It's, it's just one of those things. I don't play that guitar very much anymore, but I'll like never get rid of it. Cause it was just like, it was really a heartwarming memory for me. I love that. <laughs> oh yeah. We, we, we have a lot of, a lot of sentimental guitars around, around the gearbuds parts. So oh, we're, we're yeah. all about it. But I'm I know that wishy. you've also sort of, uh, you've also kind of developed another, another guitar love. Uh, what are you, what are you playing these days? I have a I have a Mustang now, a Fender Mustang. Yeah. Oh yeah, love those. Is yeah. it a newer one or an old one or what? I, I'm. It's, is it like a '68? Oh yeah. Now it's, we're talking. Um, it's uh the with the competition stripe, so it's orange. It's yep. more yellow now, but Matching it's orange with the red stripe. Yeah, it does. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. yeah so I, I really love it. I'm really happy with it. It was one of those bigger purchases. I looked around for guitars. I had my heart set on one and then it sold. And so I was popping it in the store all the time. Like, and then, you know, I came across that one and the next day I bought it. So I didn't even have to hesitate. Hell yeah. Yeah. Well, that was, that was a, that was a CME guitar, right? Yeah, it was. Yeah. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. We've, we've all got some CME guitars around here. Love those folks. <laughs> uh, and I know you also plug into another pretty cool old amp that Dave's going to like, uh, tell us about that. I have a uh, Ampeg Gemini, Gemini One. Oh, yeah. Ooh. With that blue, with that blue, that blue diamond Tolex. Is it blue? I, 
Oh yeah, it's kind of blue. It's like it's like gray. I'm trying to look at Grayish it. Grayish blue. Right. Oh yeah, yeah. It's old. That's <laughs> yeah. that's seen a lot of smoke. Yeah, yeah it's yeah. really yeah. old. They turned it, gray after. Yeah, for sure. They started blue. I think when they, <laughs> when they first came. <laughs> I out. wouldn't know. No. I've only had it. Um, oh, that's yeah. That's that, I love Airpeg guitar amps. I think they're so underrated. And Henry's I mean, I love it. The, you've got the uh, VT22, right? VT40. Well, I've got a VT40. That's yeah, right. yeah, yeah. So. Oh yeah, I oh, love it, but it's I'm, very heavy. Yep, yep. <laughs> comes light. with a price, not a light. Air. Yeah, yeah. Um. Comes with a free hernia. <laughs> <laughs> so it's been uh, up and down the stairs for. So oh, yeah. and let's let's kind of real quick. I mean, I know you're kind of approaching this sort of new. Uh, 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 approach with guitar but then also like your pylon setup like what are, what kind of what pedals are you using in between for the for the more sort of like straight ahead uh band thing that you're doing um i mean i always have like the ocd on that like that one i just leave on all the time for pylons nice. um mm-hmm. i have a rat on there uh electric mistress i have um uh a delay pedal I, I can't see it from here. I wish I would. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, and um, like, a, what are they called? A micro boost? Is that, that what it's called? Oh, the micro amp. Yeah, I have one of those on there, too. So th- those oh, yeah. are like the ones that I mess with. I have other pedals that are like in a box, you know, um, but those are the ones I really like. I um, But th- that's for pylons. Uh, yeah. But so, tell us a little bit about, I know, because you were also working on another sort of approach here that I think is super fucking cool. Uh, what's what's the current rig that you've got going right now look like? So I'm I'm still using like that OCD and the Rat, and I like the Electric Mistress a lot. Um, so I'm still sticking with that. But I added a Pog, and I'm splitting that between my Ampeg, and then I also have a bass amp. Um, so my my idea was even before quarantine was like, oh, I, I think it would be kind of fun to have a two piece band where I just kind of mess around and dump all my silly ideas in and get like real noisy and crazy. Um, so that was you know, I had the the two amps and everything here, and um, now that I'm stuck here all by myself, it's I'm really like stoked to work on that. You know, yeah. so it's I I, I don't have it's not a two piece now. I don't have a drummer. I can't play drums with somebody, and I you know, um, so it's added this other layer where I'm trying to figure out how to like make beats and use a MIDI controller, <laughs> and we, I'm sure we can get into that. But uh, yeah, so that, I mean that I've been really stoked on that. I'm just really pleased with the pog when it showed up because it did exactly what i wanted it to do <laughs> which is like i mean that's rarely the case for me personally i because i'm just kind of winging it but uh so yeah well, that's i'm, been, that's I'm, been I'm so stoked that, that that's worked out and and uh, you know dave I'm, I'm sorry to say to you basis but like that that setup replaces yeah, you i know essentially oh i know. You know yeah no it's uh i love it actually and are you going to switch between the two amps or is it going to be just full out like they're both going to be just rocking at the same time you know, I'm still kind of trying to like write for this. I I, yeah. I I had to get it, and I had all these ideas, and I'm still kind of just messing around, and I have to adapt my playing a little bit because it sounds a little bit too muddy sometimes. Um, sure. But you know, I, I think I don't think it has to be on all the time. You know, right. I. Um, It'll give you a lot of dynamics, that's for sure. Yeah, no, I'm excited to play with it, and you know, I right now it's just the the channel going into the amp is clean, so I haven't added any effects to that either. So there's there, I feel like there's just, you know, the sky's the limit. Oh yeah, yeah. no, it's, it's, it's super exciting and, and sort of what I think in a lot of ways almost sort of led to us deciding to do this episode, not, not of course, not only the fact that I just wanted to have you on, but we also have gone through this process together where through this, you've also decided to want to start recording yourself and, and doing that at home and so I'm honestly, I'm the worst with timelines. So I don't remember exactly when it was, but at a certain point, however long ago you were just kind of like, you hit me up and we're sort of like, yo, like, uh, uh, I need to, I want to do some recording at home. Like, what do I do? And so like, <laughs> yeah. we kind of just started there. Uh, and now uh, however many moons later, you actually have like a fully functional at home recording rig. So let's just, let's just like, let's just talk about beginner recording right now and and sort of some of the the things that led you to want to do that and some of the early sort of uh roadblocks and 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 just even talking about the gear a little bit too and and i I do feel like this is a pretty fitting conversation to have right now we've talked about it a lot on the show but Mm -hmm. people are just like buying ridiculous amounts of of home recording gear right now Mm -hmm. i mean when we went through this and spoiler alert what we wound up getting gretchen was a a universal audio arrow interface and and i hit up actually some of my friends there and like they didn't have he it's a long story wound up not hearing back from for a little bit but basically like they ran out they did not have any of this interface i'm not surprised it was that popular yeah that's great um 
So cool. Let's uh, let's take it back. What um why why did you? Was it really just like having this time at home? What kind of gave you the itch to to want to even start recording to begin with? I mean, I think I it's been something that was like in the back of my mind, like oh, I want to do that someday. Um, <laughs> but I actually ended up having to buy a new computer t- in order to work from home. So I was like, fuck it, I'm gonna buy an iMac and I'm gonna you know I'll use it for work, but then I can also use it to finally do this recording thing. Yeah. And since I'm yeah. home all the time, like it just seemed like the right time to like dive into it. Um, so, I mean, that that was really all that. <laughs> that's that was, all it took, you know? That's No, that's a really interesting point too. I think that I forget about and a lot of people forget about. It's like, yeah, of course you need to have the interface and microphones and whatever and stuff to do recording, but really like you have to have the computer, right? Like it doesn't necessarily have to be an iMac, but you like, you have to start somewhere in that. And it really is gonna be the kind of core of any, beginner recording setup right now i would never tell somebody just getting into recording to like buy a tape machine because yeah. that's insane <laughs> like just do it on a computer no um, you want so it to streamline as possible for i mean sure. that, that was like a huge bulk of the expense and i couldn't like justify it in in previous times you know i was like i got totally. i got a macbook it's fine like i got a laptop that works and mm-hmm. you know i it was not working for my uh, it was too outdated to work from home on so mm-hmm. i had to upgrade anyways and i was like okay you know i'll just bit the bullet so, it, you know, I needed an, an, so, another excuse. But, yeah, so once I had that, I was like, I, you know, this is the time. And we already mentioned that, like, <clears throat> obviously the sort of gear core of it now is this Universal Audio uh, Aero interface. And, um, you know, th- there are cheaper options out there, of course. But I think the the reason that we sort of wound up settling on that one, not only am I just a huge Universal Audio fan, and I think they make some of the best shit out there, you wanted something that you could sort of grow with where, you know, you could – Obviously, it, it's simple enough to get started, and it's not going to totally be too intimidating to actually do anything. But also, it, once once you do sort of gain some chops and, and start making some more sort of usable finished recordings, like that, that isn't the interface isn't going to be something that limits you. Yeah. Um, so, uh, like, what has been what has been kind of like your experience so far um, with that aspect of it? Like, was it was it scary? Was it was it intuitive? Like, what what kind of what, what what have you been going through there? Well, I want to add on to, I think one of the other reasons that we settled on this was that it came with Luna. Because yes, I was, I was oh, like, yeah. I, I wasn't quite sure about like if I wanted to you know, purchase more software or if I was just going to use GarageBand, and so th- that was like a selling point for me too. So, and uh, you no, kind of sold me on awesome, Luna I'm, just as much I'm as you had on the that. Arrow. But um, I mean, I, I think yeah. that like in the time leading up to it, because I had like done all this research and try to like find discounts, and you know, so it took like a week or two before I actually bit the bullet and bought it, and then like maybe another half a week to get this stuff and I was like super stoked I wasn't I was a little bit like had that little self-doubt where I'm like I just spent all this money and what if I don't like this <laughs> you know but yep. um but I was I was mostly stoked and I was really excited to get it and get it all set up and I called Henry and we like spent like a whole afternoon oh yeah talking He's through how, get, how to get it set up so I, I think it, it would have been a very different experience if I had tried to just figure this out on my own and that 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 was was something that like that was a lesson for me and like you know being humble and being like allowing yourself to say you don't know you know what what to do <laughs> you know because right. you have you have that ego sometimes in you where you're like I, I, I want to act like I, I I can figure this out I don't need any yeah. help but uh, it would have been a very different experience if I tried to do it on my own so so thank you <laughs> oh, my pleasure. You know, that's, that's, it's, that's what we're here for. We like, uh, we like, we like talking about the gears. So mm-hmm. any, any time to help out a friend. Uh, and, and luckily, I mean, obviously you're already a musician and, and know how to use a computer. So like there are, those are a couple, yeah. uh, b- barriers right there for some people, but you also already had, I think you had what you had an SM58 already. Yeah. I did. Um, so you had the one, you had a mic already. We, so we, we wound up having to get that we, you had some headphones already um obviously had the computer i think the other thing the other one of the other main components was um that you got uh, uh la- your first large diaphragm condenser mic yes so that's that was you know the arrow it has is a two in two out interface you can you can record two things at once send them to either to monitors or wherever you want um to uh, two outputs um and because as we we're sort of talking about two seemed like the 
like it didn't want to just be like a single in out interface that simple mm -hmm. um, because obviously she's doing this uh, like guitar and bass kind of split thing. So like mm -hmm. having the ability to record both of those at the same time, maybe to, or even just have two mics on one guitar amp, uh, maybe do vocals and something else at the same time. Like you wanted to have the, have the ability to record two uh, in at a time. And, and for my money, I don't think there's anything that can do it better uh, than the arrow. But then again, so like mentioned, got this, uh, AT2020 microphone. What are you using that right now or are you using the the 58 for this uh, vocal recording? I'm using I'm using it now, yeah. Nice. I can't Beautiful. wait to hear, can't how, wait to hear how, how crispy and nice it sounds. Uh If I set it up like, right, you know, I, I'm a beginner. <laughs> well, you know, we were we were thoughtful enough to to spend a few minutes before this uh making sure that everything was set up correctly because mm -hmm. again, I've just learned that even for, well, first of all, I'll say that I've fucked up a recording when it was like me in control of everything, but then to like also expect people at home doing it that maybe haven't done it like this before. Like I, if there's ever any technical issues, I just put it all on myself at this point. Cause it's like, I, I didn't do a good enough job explaining it. So we did spend a little time beforehand, um, getting everything set up. All, all right. I know that, um, you know, you've had a little bit of time with it now. So like, Shit's crazy in the world right now. I'm not expecting you to have developed your your magnum opus and have it ready for the world. But like, what is what has been sort of like your your early experience with it uh, so far, and just like kind of learning it, writing with it, messing around with it. Um, I mean, I haven't done like anything. Like, I haven't like, oh, this is a song. I'm gonna sit down and, re and record this song. It's really mm -hmm. still. I'm still like in that like learning process where I'll plug in one thing, try to record it, try to make beat, try, you know, so yeah, it's mostly, it, right? it's mostly just like familiarizing with my, myself with it at this point. Um, cool. You know, so I, I don't have anything that I'd be comfortable yeah. showing you. It's, it's all kind of, <laughs> go, it's all kind of goofy, you know, so I, this is I, the part uh, of the episode where we're going to cut in Gretchen's huge <laughs> yes, number one hit. Three, two, one. <laughs> <laughs> I talked it up. <laughs> I was going to have this big plan. Um, but uh, yeah, no, so it's just kind of, I've, I'm I'm comfortable with the recording part, you know, like which is a shock to me. I I, I know I can get the sounds from the real world into the computer. I can do that, you know. That's so it, the first it, that's amazing. Yeah, that's <laughs> all you really need to I, do. I don't know if it sounds perfect or anything like that. Um, so I'm very that that's really rewarding for me because I didn't expect it to. You know, it's not it's not intuitive. You know, you think it would be, but it, like you know, it there's there's a thousand buttons. <laughs> you know there's a thousand things to change lights. you know uh so as long, I, right now i'm at this point just get the sound in the computer i can mess with it when it's in there um you know that that's still where i'm where i'm at and like you said it's, yeah I, I would i thought i would like to have more time but i'm also working and you know things are crazy but um, things are crazy yeah. <laughs> uh, so i guess you know in that sort of still in that kind of like beginner but feeling a little more comfortable mindset like are there any questions that you had or that you have that you feel like someone else sort of in your position um might want to ask or that you did ask that you thought uh you know might be useful for someone else to hear i feel like i don't have any right now um yeah. like for like from for in my current situation i'm i, I feel like i can kind of figure this out i feel really confident but i remember you know there were some questions when we were doing this where I was like, I, what is a plugin, you know, I, I sure. or what, yeah. what is busing? And, um, so it, it, a lot of this is like the vocabulary is that it's hanging me up and, and even I'm like, yeah. I'm trying to talk about it. I'm like, I don't know what that's called, but I, we could talk about it, but I don't know what to call it. Well, that's <laughs> why know? it's nice to have a guy like Henry or, or if, you know, people know other people who work on this stuff. Cause we, you, you can get into like reading it, but sometimes some of those articles just, I mean, for me anyways, they, they go way over my head sometimes with like well, that, some of the simplest exactly things, it, yeah. you know? So it's nice to just have someone kind of show you or, you know, and get, get you on the right steps. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, it's so like what I, I had what an I'm idea. Hearing, what I'm hearing is that uh, anybody listening to this who um, has any questions about recording needs to first make friends with me. And then, <laughs> right. And then you can just ask me because, uh, yeah, I, you know, as we're sitting here talking about it, I wish there was a sort of like, here's just like a quick and easy way to tell you exactly what you need to know to begin recording. And I don't think that's really necessarily possible. It's like you kind of have to just get your hands dirty a little bit, you know, make some mistakes, then ask some questions once yeah. you have developed like we're talking about the vocabulary for it because it really is in a lot of ways it's it's its, its own language mm -hmm. and especially once you start talking about different pieces of software that don't call things the same thing or have yeah. different ways of approaching the process or whatever like i could tell you everything i know right now about ableton but that might only halfway apply to what you're doing in luna and then and then might just confuse the rest so right. um 
Yeah, but I I will, I just want to say like you know there are for the beginner who who is still listening right now who is, is still interested you need the computer you need the interface and then you need something to plug into that whether that's a microphone or your guitar going direct and like beyond that it's all kind of extra right like mm-hmm. you can have different kinds of microphones you can have different kinds of outboard gear and, and all that sort of stuff nothing that you couldn't replicate to an extent uh, inside a computer but really it's it's the the end the end capture device which in our cases we're talking about is the computer and then there's an interface in between that allows these sort of analog sounds that we hear with our ears to be translated into a thing that the computer can understand so you need that and then you need you need something like it, it's if it's your voice if it's hand claps like we we're talking about already <laughs> plugging your guitar right in or you know a full drum kit with 16 mics on it like you need something something to capture and beyond that it's just it is complicated but it doesn't have to be more doesn't complicated have to be. than that you can really keep it that simple if you just want to layer on a bunch of your own vocals or something like that mm-hmm. love it <laughs> wowzers we uh i feel like we got somewhere today folks we were burning that was uh we were burning, burning baby so I don't know. That was awesome. I'm super stoked. Um, people need to go check out Pylons uh, because your music is awesome. Uh, where Gretchen should people go on the interwebs to learn more things about you and your music and your band? We are on all of the things. Um, so we, we're on Spotify, uh, Bandcamp, YouTube. I think also um, I, I, iTunes. Um, we have an Instagram. It's uh, um, Pylon Chicago. I believe that's. That's the Instagram. I think that, that sounds right. Yeah. 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 <laughs> and on Facebook and all of that. So it's it it I mean there is a band called Pylon um that existed far before we did. So that was, you know, one of those. Your but yeah, we're, we're Pylons Pylons with an S from Chicago. Awesome. <laughs> Hell yeah, that was awesome. Thank you so much for for joining us, hanging out with yeah, us. Yeah, thank you. Thank uh, you for having I me. I owe you owe you a tone tube in the future. <laughs> um and you know what? Just like just stay safe. Try to try to take it day by day if we can, and uh, keep playing guitar. You know. Well, thank you. You too. Hell yeah! Thanks All right. so much. All right.